Hi, welcome to Shaky's Sports Journeys. Thanks for joining us as ever. I've got a great subject lined up for you today. Um, only very recently, uh, there was a prestige event uh, put on at the Lord's Cricket Ground in London, where the first ever Lords of Thari took place. Um, you know, it was uh, I was I was overjoyed to see something like that take place, and I thought to myself, um, I'll try my best to to pull some of the people in. Um, from the event to see if they'd be kind enough to talk to me. And I didn't just get some people. I pretty much got those that were mostly involved with, them, but with uh, getting it set up. So I welcome uh, to the to the podcast. Um, I have Kate Miller, Tamina Hussein, and Ikra Farouk. But I will come to you first, Kate, if you could just kind of introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about your background and your role with the ECB, please. Sure, yeah. Uh, so my name's Kate Miller. I am Chief Diversity and uh, Communications Officer for the ECB, the England and Wales Cricket Board. Um, my role um, spans two worlds, really. First of all is communica- communications, campaigning, supporting um, the overall direction of our strategy with consumer and corporate facing work. And second of all is the diversity and inclusion side of our, um, our work, which spans a, a lot, a huge remit, really. Um, that's everything from driving the work that sits within our um, equity, diversity and inclusion action plan, promoting initiatives across the game, just generally trying to make cricket a more inclusive and diverse sport. Thank you very much for joining us, Kate. It's a pleasure to have you. Um, I'll come to you next. Tamina Hussein, you've been making, uh, you've been making waves on, uh, on Twitter and social media since the prestige event, but if you could do the same and tell me a bit about your background and, and your role with ECB. Yeah, hi, Kasim. Thanks for having us. Um, so, yeah, my name, as as, as everyone may know now, uh, my name's Tamina. I work in the technology department as the service desk manager. So I'm usually the kind of front face or the first person that you see when you walk into kind of our department, um, generally help people with all their kind of IT technical issues and uh, try to help people as much as I can. Uh, so that's kind of what I do day to day. And then obviously had the privilege of kind of leading the uh, most amazing group of people behind this IFTA. Lovely to have you as well, Tamina. Thank you for joining us. And the last guest we've got today, a bit more familiar to me, somebody I know quite well from a similar part of the world to, to, to myself in Scotland. I welcome Ikra Farouk to the podcast as well. If you could do the same, Ikra, and tell me a bit more about you. Of course, yeah, Shaky. Thanks for having me on. Um so, like Shaky's mentioned, I'm Ikra. Um, I work as commercial partnerships executive for the Hundred, um, which is a super exciting project. Um, I'm sure a lot of you've seen um, what went on last year with the Hundred, and I'm just super excited to be involved with it and, and looking at the commercial partnerships aspect of it. Wonderful! Thank you for thank you for joining us. I had the pleasure of recording a podcast just a week or so ago with Mr. Sanjay Patel. Um, which was a which was a good good chat and li- listen very excited to see where the hundred's going to go this year. Um, it was it was so exciting to watch last year. But we're here today to talk about a prestige event that just took place, um, the Lords of Thari. Um, and I want to start by coming to you, Tamina, and asking you, how did the idea come around? Yeah, look, I joined the ECB back in uh, February 2019. Uh, just before the Cricket World Cup started, um, in my eyes, the perfect time to start as I was uh, involved in that Cricket World Cup. But yeah, as I, as I walked in, I really um, kind of thought, how cool would it be to hold an iftar in the heart of English cricket, right, in the long room um, and kind of teach new colleagues something about our faith 
um, but also share an experience that many haven't experienced before. Um, so that was back in 2019. Um, and then obviously, you know, for obvious reasons, the, the iftar was delayed un- until this year. So that's that's pretty much it. So, Kate, were you involved in these conversations way back when? Is this something you'd planned? That, so, so it's not just, I think people were thinking this was like maybe a recent thing. That's just like kind of, so this has been in the pipeline for quite a while. I think it's been in Tamina's head for quite a while, but obviously the opportunity for it to come to life with COVID and lockdown and the, also the, you know, being respectful of people's nervousness of, of big events um, ha, has meant that maybe she didn't voice it until quite recently, but uh, she came, I think it was February, wasn't it? That you kind of kicked off discussions about it, Tamina. And I just thought it was a wonderful idea. And um, I actually really loved the fact as well that cricket, for all the reasons that everybody knows, has been so in the public domain um, recently, you know, involving as in Rafiq and others. And, you know, obviously central to that debate was that he's he's a Muslim man. And the fact that actually we know those audiences that, you know, Muslim people have been really distressed about what they've been hearing coming out of cricket. And the fact that Tamina and other Muslim colleagues wanted to be at the heart of bringing people back together after, you know, for the very first time, actually, really, that we were all back together again after everything that's gone on, I thought there was actually something just very beautifully lovely about that as well. So I, I, I thought the idea was amazing and the circumstances in which it came about as well, equally so. Great to hear, great to hear. So Ikra, you just came into this role and then you've presented with this great idea that Tamina's put forward. So how did your involvement, you know, how did you start to go about organising this? What were important to get in place? So I'd actually only started the role. I think it was only a couple of weeks in. And um, Tamina, being the IT manager, sort of messaged me about IT things. And she was like, we've got this Iftar event that's going on if you'd like to get involved. And I sort of looked at it and I was like, this is this is something that's going to change, change our environment and change and support colleagues for the better, which is what why I wanted to get involved. And I was like, I'm 100% in whatever you need me to do. I'm totally keen to do it. And from my commercial partnerships aspect, my boss and senior boss and everybody was so supportive and they all came to the event as well. So um, that's how I got involved, just through an email plugged onto the back of an IT one um, from Tavina and something that I wanted to really get involved in. Love it. I love it. What, what, a, what a project for you to get started in straight away. Great to hear. Tavina, what were the important things then that when you're putting this together, what what did you want to focus on? What did you want to achieve from the uh, from the event itself? Yeah, look, ultimately it was to to bring people together to you know learn about a, a new faith that they probably haven't learned about before. Um, it was about sharing our experience of what an iftar looks like. Um, I know that many non-Muslim colleagues I've spoken to. Um, since the event hadn't experienced that before, and I think that was kind of ultimately one of the goals. Um, and you know the other was really about um, let's celebrate all the good things that we we have going on in our sport and often it kind of goes under the radar um, so it's about celebrating people celebrating you know inclusion let's celebrate the diversity of, of the ECB and the wider cricket fraternity um, so that's kind of essentially you know what it was and that kind of theme ran, you know, throughout the event, and that that was pivotal to to making the event a success. Kate, 
from a diversity and inclusion point of view, you know, this is what we, I'd imagine with your background, you know, this is a, you're passionate about, you know, diversity and inclusion. So how did you feel when the, uh, when the evening came together um, and, and people started coming in, you know, what, what kind of feelings did you get? Did you feel like this was a pivotal moment? I actually feel like it was a bit of a reset for the ECB actually. Um, you know, it was the incongruence of the occasion really, you have to remember, and you know, I don't want to keep harking back to this, but as after I passed my driving test that women were allowed into the long room at Lourdes. Uh -huh. yep. It's only yep. 1999, I'm giving away a bit of my age there to, to anyone listening, but um, just me standing in there as a woman felt quite overwhelming actually. I've been in the room before, but on an occasion like this, and to think that we had women of colour celebrating being Muslim, um, at, but, but not just that, it's people of, of many different faiths, many different backgrounds, all coming together in the, in the kind of spirit that, um, that people of Muslim faith really, really embody. The more I learn about, um, the more I learn about the Muslim community, the more I understand the warmth, the sense of community, the dedication to family that I see. And I realised that um, there's also huge elements. It's just like everybody else. And we all have tiffs and conversations and arguments about food and all that kind of thing. And I know that Eid is like Christmas and it's all about whose house it's going to be at and, and all the rest of things. And I've gone off on a bit of a tangent, but I just felt the whole evening really celebrated everything that I had learned about um, Muslim people. Oh, that's great. Great to hear. So, I mean, that's ultimately what you took from it is what you wanted probably to achieve from it to me now by setting it up that people were able to just look at you know Ramadan and Raftari through a different lens that they maybe hadn't looked at it before and you're absolutely correct massive arguments when it comes to Eid <laughs> who's making what where is it going to be so yeah no different to when you when Christians celebrate Christmas as well um how did you go about choosing the guest list now this question is in particular going to come to my friend Ikra because uh you had a prestige amount of guests, great guests there, but but where was the invite, Ikra? <laughs> Shaky. I, I'm sorry. I was meant to send you an invite. I totally forgot about it. I'm not. We were quite stressed with with the event itself. We had so much to think about. Um, next time, definitely. I look um, forward to it. In terms of the guest list, we we focused on. We had a lot of people there. People who wanted to be there. So people like Azim, um, George DeBell, who's obviously a great pioneer and voice within the Christian community. And we just needed to make sure that the, the people that we had there were there to learn, learn about the community, learn about what Ramadan is. And I think the moment that that hit me was when the Azan went off yeah. in Lords and you hear it and you hear everybody just sort of look up and in amazement of the Azan going off at Lords and that just that learning in itself with that guest list that we had is is something that I don't think I can ever feel that way again. And I, I, I'm sure that everybody else sort of had goosebumps when, when that moment went off. But in the guest list, we just wanted to try and have people there that were in awe of that Adhan and on all support of our community and the organisation of the event. And I feel like we did that. No, you, you really did. I mean, even watching it, from the outside, I would have loved to have watched it from the inside. But next time, next time, um, you know, I spoke, I spoke to Azim after the event, and he said, you know, he echoed what you said. He said it was just such a special moment, a goosebump moment, like Kate's uh, highlighted as well. 
I was once a, a staff member at the at Lords as well down at the MCC on cricketers, and women were not allowed. Um, and I'm I'm telling my age as well now, Kate. So that makes that makes both of us. But you know, it just shows how far we have come, um, and how far we can maybe still go as well to kind of cover diversity and inclusion more. I mean, since you've done this event, I don't know if you've noticed, but Blackburn Football Club put on uh, Eid prayers at the cricket ground and. Like I seen a I seen a, a, a note from a mother who put sent sent a note and said live next to the ground for like thirty plus years and never had been there before, and this was her first experience of going and just things like that. It's amazing how much you can, you know, tap into the local community and, and get people more involved. I guess that I guess but leads to my next question: Is there plans in the pipeline to be doing similar things? For all different faiths or backgrounds, and, and I'm, I'm curious to hear all your input in that. But I mean, Tamina, I'll come to you first. Uh, yeah, certainly. There's um, look, it's, it's a catalyst moment, and you know, it's a, a special occasion. But you know, it's a place where we needed to start, and we will continue building on that. And I, you know, talking to colleagues, they're equally keen to share their faith and kind of cultural practices with others. So. There is no doubt in my mind that, you know, we'll be seeing more of this stuff happening. Um, you know, people are keen to learn and people are keen to share. And I think that's only a positive thing um, going forward. Kate, is that similar for yourself? Obviously, you're, you, you're diversity inclusion. That's your, that's your thing. It must be something due to the success you had of the Avdari that you must be thinking would like to see more of this. Yeah, and I think, um, Tamina will remind me, but I'm, I'm fairly certain we had a meeting and... There was, a, there was a concern that we weren't doing it for other faiths. But the key point of that is that we weren't, we weren't doing it for Muslim people. Muslim people were doing it for all of us. That The point is to bring your, your faith, whatever that might be, whether it's, it's religious, whether it's agnostic, whether it's LGBTQ+, whatever it is that you want to celebrate about yourself, your lifestyle, your culture... We all, all my job is, and the rest of the executive and other leaders across the organization is to create a space where people feel they can bring whatever it is about themselves, educate others or share it with others. And, and I think that's what we're, where we're trying to get to. So um, we're quite a competitive bunch here at the ECB. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of former sports people and there's a lot of just general, generally competitive people as well. So we've already had a throwdown from our, our Hindu and Sikh friends who, uh, who have who've really been laid the gauntlet by, by Tamina and Ikra and others uh, and are keen to celebrate Diwali as well now. So I'm looking forward to being presented with the fireworks budget because they promised me it is going to be a... Uh, uh, another showcase event but this is actually you know this is exactly what I hoped for and I remember saying to Tamina you know all this is for me all this event was for me was just an indicator that that you can celebrate whatever you want to we, we're literally just a building we're we're represented by the people that are in it so everything goes really I think is the key message yeah so basically you're open to correct you're open to these conversations great to hear that you know the Hindu community and the Sikh community feel comfortable now they've obviously watched on, watching Naftari take place, and and they want a piece of the piece of the yeah. pie as well, and they want their faith to be, um, you know, celebrated and and raise awareness on it. So I think that's that's really important. I've had a bit of that kind of backlash um, from from speaking about because I'm a Muslim, I'm from a Muslim background. That I have had some people suggest to me was speaking in Scotland about the, the the issues of inclusion and diversity. That you know, it's not all about Muslims, and and I'm. 
I'm, I'm very conscious of that fact that it isn't. It should not be about that because that, that would be unfair and we need to embrace all different faiths. As you said, LGBT, everything. People should feel that, that people know about who they are, know about what they're, you know, know about what, 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 what they're passionate about, what their background is, so they feel comfortable. Um, and I certainly think, looking back at growing up playing cricket, it was always something that was lacking. You know, people really didn't know much about who you were. And I, I, I feel like I, I now look back and didn't know a lot about a lot of my teammates that I played with. So I'm certainly um, fully supportive of, of any future work that you're going to do. And I look forward to seeing um, what, what you're going to do next. A little bit of a, 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 a tougher question for you is that a lot of people are suggesting that if it wasn't for Azim Rafiq speaking out, would this, would such an event have taken place? Um, and the other thing is, it's been suggested, I've seen you got the question on Sky, Sky Sports as well, Kate, you know, is this a, a tick box exercise? Is this, you know, for a publicity stunt and just trying to, to showcase something rather than it being that it's going to actually be part of who we are moving forward? What's your what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, there's there's a few questions in there, so I'll, I'll just try and I'll try and take them piece by piece if I can. I think the best person to ask um, whether or not uh, they thought it would happen without Azim is Tamina, really, because okay. because okay. she's best judge, she's best place to to answer that one, really. Because I'm not, I'm actually I'm genuinely not I'm not sure actually. I I know I know what I know what I would have done, and I don't think my position would have changed. But would we have been in an environment where I felt we could, I'm not sure. Tamina, what's your view? Yeah, look, I, I've got no, um, I w- wouldn't hesitate to say that, you know, the way Kate supported me kind of back in February, um, had I asked her back in 2019, actually, I think she joined after I did, but had I gone back to her in, you know, February 2019 and asked her the same question, I, you know, no hesitant to say that I would have had the same support. You know, I, yeah, yes, the circumstances are different today, but I don't think um, I would have received any kind of, you know, blockers in, in my way back back then. Um, and I'm kind of grateful, grateful that I'm comfortable enough to, to ask, um, to ask Kate certainly now. And the only reason I didn't ask back in 2019, because there was so much going on with the Cricket World Cup, logistically, it would have been impossible. And COVID. And then, and COVID. And then you COVID. Wouldn't have, you wouldn't have been able to put on such an event like this. Exactly. So, um, yeah, no, would have always had the support, I think. Okay. Yeah, I, I'd like to think so. Oh, yeah, I'd like to think so as well. Um, I know... I know we are investing more money since Azeem in in not just in equity, diversity and inclusion, but in being able to educate. And this is, you know, this, you know, make no bones about it. This was a hugely educational um, piece of work. And we, we did it in a way that was collaborative and celebratory. And um, it was it was kind of education through stealth in, in many ways, because people came along and just, you know, a- absorbed so much and called to prayer and, you know, I'd heard it. I'd heard it on recording so many times before, but to hear that live, same as Ikra, like just a complete, complete spine-tingling moment. That you, you, you know, I had, no, I had no idea, for example, as well, that it's quite a, you know, the 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 act, the um, the skill is very much like opera. You know, it's about breath control, yeah. and the training takes many years, and even just learning things like that, just like hugely, huge admiration for for that skill. Um, so. I'd like to think I, I would like to think that, that the door would have been open for this, and I'm, and I'm pretty sure it would have been. 
Um, your second part of your question was was really a, was about tokenism, and the, the the questions about tokenism I actually find uh, sad. Actually, I don't really know what that actually means. What does tokenism actually mean? Like, I always think if people are trying to if you want to put something on to showcase different faiths, to demonstrate that the world is open, to um, to, to PR something that's that's happening within the sport, if the intent is there to open more doors, then I think it's a bit easy and almost lazy in some ways to label something tokenistic. Um, sometimes the intent might not be um, what others think it should be, but the the motivations usually are good and, and generally quite pure. I you know people that come into sport. Don't, don't do things to work in a PR world where we promote things that aren't real or, or aren't true. Like, sport attracts people that understand the power of, um, of bringing communities together, of uniting. And certainly this sport that I'm working in right now and the people that, that are in it and people that are joining it every day want sport to be a force for good. So I really sort of challenge the tokenistic rhetoric because I don't think things are tokenistic. I can see how they can look it, look it, from an external world but all I can talk about is the motivations that I see and that you know when the England squad put on t-shirts saying that we stand together against racism or other forms of discrimination they mean it they mean it on their spot in that moment wearing that t-shirt that is implicitly and absolutely what they mean and all we can talk about is the moment that we stand on now and the intent that we drive forward and how we want to change things and I know that things have happened in the past and things are still happening today that are wrong but if actually the intent is there to challenge them, to, to right the wrongs, to try and create a better world, I don't think that's tokenistic. And, and that's the intent that I see. Um, there's, a bit of a, there's a bit of a long ramble <coughs> no, there, not at all. sorry. Not at all, not at all. I appreciate the, um, I really appreciate the honesty that you gave there because from my point of view, what I would say to you is don't let that deter you mm. at all because we are in a, in a position of change at the moment. So you are going to have the initial kind of critics that will, yeah. will question some of what you're doing, but you just need to you just need to keep, keep going on, and and eventually people will think, you know what, it's not tokenistic. We are changing, we are evolving, and people. This is more inclusive, more diverse. People are thriving. People are you know feel so much more welcome in the sport. Um. So from that point of view, I certainly didn't see it as a tokenistic gesture. I just applauded it and looked on from afar and thought wow that's a that's, that's just awesome to awesome to see um i think what you've what you the work you've all done um to, to make this prestige event go on was uh was brilliant and again i'll repeat i just need the to be a little bit more on it with the guest but i've been giving her a, i've been giving her a tough time about this poor girl um because i was looking on and just thinking oh that would have been cool to just be uh to be sat there so please if, 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 if please if you can remember next time um, to, to slip to slip an invite, I would love to love to be love to. I'm be sure we can make that. I'm sure we can make that happen. I think actually the 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 challenge we're going to have moving forward is demand now. Actually, as well, the yeah. Um, but but with demand comes bigger working groups to Mina and it. Don't worry, we'll make sure there's a bigger squad to support next year because it, it took a you know I I said it on the night it took a tremendous amount of work and the level of detail and thought that went into, um you know really small small bits of the evening that made it into the special and unique event that it was. Um, I, I think with just, just a How huge testament. How many people did you squeeze in? It was 180, Tamina, wow. wasn't it? You know? uh, 189. Yeah. There we go. That's a good effort. That's a good effort in the long run. Ikra, just to kind of come towards the end of the podcast, how proud were you to see Abtaha, you know, sitting on that panel, 
sitting next to Owen Morgan, you know, up there, you know, you've grown up with her, you've watched her come through in Scotland, you know, she's, she's you, know, you know how much of a fan I am of her, she's an amazing person, but what, how did you feel just watching on? It, it, it was an amazing moment. I mean, Apta has a very close friend of mine. It was a it was an opportunity there. I was super proud. I felt like a proud mum in that moment. Um, we've we've played cricket together for a long time. We've been in the Scotland squad together for around four years, and we've had we've we've grown up and and had that cricketing community together. And and to see her sort of playing in the hundred whilst wearing the Birmingham Phoenix hijab, to see her on a panel next to Owen Morgan and Moazam. I'm going to touch on that because having Moazam there as well, I think that that was, that was a changing moment, seeing him and his interpreter there on the guest list and on the panel was, was something I think that should be remembered and shouldn't be forgotten either. So I think having all, all three, all three of those individuals on the panel was, was amazing for, for cricket moving forward. And I'm hoping it can change how we look at panels in the future and who we include in panels on the future as well. But on Abtaha, yeah, an amazing moment for her. And, and I think it's only going to go forward for her. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And just about feedback, I, I, I'm sure he has already given you feedback, but I was talking to, to George Dobble about the event and he just said, he just felt like he was part of something that's just moving, like pivotal moment something we're going in a different direction in the sport and he said it was just special to be there and to be part of that so Tamina your idea back in 2019 you know pre-covid and probably were sat frustrated that you couldn't do much you know you must be very proud that you've been you know pivotal in putting this event on with the support of your colleagues um, and you must be really happy with how the how the actual evening went yeah, look, I've been um, overwhelmed and blown away by all the support that we've received. And But it wouldn't have been possible without Kate's you know, backing and without the support of Ikra and the rest of the team. And I'm so proud that we pulled off such a such a brilliant event. And um, yeah, no no pressure for next time. <laughs> well, that's it. You've, you, you've all set the bar now. So, I mean, next time... Can we get out in the Lord's outfield? Good luck getting the groundsman to agree with that. Uh, but, you know, who knows? Who knows where, where it could go next? I look forward to seeing what, what you're going to do with other faiths and other backgrounds. I just think it's a beautiful thing. I think it's, you know, it's, it brings communities together. And I like the fact that, you know, we're bringing, so let's say it's going to be a, a Diwali event, that, you know, Muslims come and attend, Christians come and attend, people from the Jewish faith come and attend, and, and vice versa when they have other events. I think it's important that it's not just, one type of one type of faith that's there, and I like that you made sure that it was diverse in the room, and you had people from different backgrounds who can then take it to their communities and go, "Wow, you know, such a spiritual, nice evening." Um, I think you've done it. You've, you've all done really well. You'd all be very proud of yourselves, um, and, and I appreciate you giving me your time today. Um, I know you're all stretched for time. Um, Kate, make sure you follow up with that phone call that you're meant to be making back to somebody. Don't forget to, I won't mention, we'll make, but I know you had a phone call at the start. So again, I really appreciate it. Ikra, thank you. thank you for helping me put this together. Tamina, all the best to you. Um, and, and I look forward to maybe meeting you all in person one day. Thank Definitely. you so much. Thank, thank you. you.